Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I have a great show today. This is a great, great show because when we sit around at Dotcom Magazine, we always talk about how important it is as a business to have your numbers right. I mean, if you don't have a great accounting team or an outside accounting team to help you put it all together, You've got big problems as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a startup, or even a company that's a Fortune 100 company. It all starts with really what we're calling the back office, the back office of accounting. So we've gone through the Rolodex and we brought a real leader in the field on the show. He's got a great company. I mean, what he's doing is so interesting. It's sort of an on-demand CFO concept. And if you haven't heard about anything like this, wait till you hear what Noah Hopton is doing at the Finvisor company. I mean, it's so remarkable. He has so many satisfied clients right now. The reviews are remarkable. Noah, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Andy, thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I mean, when you, I look at what you're doing with Finvisor, I mean, you're able to provide such deep insight to really the unique challenges uh, that each company faces at each stage of their growth. So let's get into it. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us about Finvisor, and then we're going to get into it. Yeah. So, you know, started the company seven years ago. I uh, realized that, you know, it's being from the Bay Area, there's all these small businesses and startups uh, that like weren't really at the size where they needed a whole, you know, accounting finance team in-house, but they didn't have someone doing the actual role. And so it was like a lot of founders that were like, you know, an engineer that were like trying to do their own bookkeeping. Um, and so created the company to kind of support those founders and entrepreneurs. And so now seven years later, uh, we're a team of CPAs, finance, payroll, HR experts um, that are basically an outsourced member of your team. And so we sit there doing your monthly bookkeeping, we'll process your payroll, we'll help you review your benefits and figure out what medical dental vision plans make sense now, as well as as you scale and grow. Um, a lot of our clients are in that, you know, they start with us when they're three to say 20 employees and they're just like kind of got their first round of funding. Um, and then we've been with clients up to say like 600 plus employees um, with a, you know, when you get to 600 plus, there's some things we start to table back to the client and say, hey, like you should not handle this piece of the puzzle. Um, but we always are trying to put in things that will grow with clients and scale with them with both when they're five employees, 15 employees and 500. That's great, Noah. I mean, what a great concept. So, Let's talk about it because sometimes you have a founder or sometimes you have someone that is in startup mode and, you know, maybe they're a technologist, maybe they're a marketing person, maybe they're something else. But the one thing that they're not 
is they didn't go to school for accounting. They didn't go to school for, you know, the numbers. They didn't go to school for how to tick and tie everything at the end of the month and along the way. But like you mentioned, I mean, in starter mode, you don't have a chance really to hire a full-time accountant to come on staff. So how do you insert FinVisor into the startup company's sort of uh, business model? Yeah. So we'll start with something like the back office uh, and, and monthly bookkeeping. Um, and so, you know, a lot of our clients start out and they don't have revenue yet. And it's like, how do we go, uh, you know, and they're like, how do we, so they're like in QuickBooks Online or Zero, and they're trying to do their own accounting, um, but they're not accountants, like you said. And so usually we'll start with saying, hey, why don't we go through, clean up the books or close the books historically. I mean, we've had clients that come to us and They've had three or four years of never doing their accounting. Um, and that really provides a good picture of like what has happened. Um, and also what's going, you know, what's, what their progress is month over month. But then the bigger picture for us is also what's going to happen and helping them put in place a plan. And so that's where we're on the kind of fractional CFO side. We'll sit and put together a three, four, five year financial plan around. Okay. Great. This is where you are right now. We can look at what's happened the last, say, year and a, year and a half year. Uh, but let's think about where we're actually going to go in the next two, three years. Um, and put in place about the hiring plan, a revenue plan, you know, test some of their logic. A lot of our clients enjoy working with us because we kind of are the pre-screen before they talk to their investors around, okay, does this actually make sense financially? Are there, am I missing some kind of key part of the business that I should be financial, like that I should be including in my expenses? Um, and so that's kind of how we usually will start. It's like, think about first the monthly accounting piece and then looking forward around, okay, what's the bigger picture? What's the plan? So that way in future months, we can look at budgets for actuals and say, hey, where did you spend last month? What did, you, what did we think you were going to spend last month? And realize, oh yeah, you hired a couple of people earlier than we expected. Now you're spending another $15,000 a month because of those you know new seats. Um, you know, there's also other parts of the back office where we'll typically help clients out. That's your payroll, HR, and benefits side of things. So usually when clients are getting set up, it's like, great. It's always that uh, chicken before the egg scenario of, hey, I'm a founder, I'm on Cobra, or I'm on my wife's plan, but I'm actually now going to hire my first employee. How do I get my plan set up? And that's where we'll talk them through, okay, this is what we need to do to get a plan in place. This is the best offering for both you individually and for your next employee. Put in place a kind of contribution schedule for the employees and the dependents that both is like economical for the company, but also can help you get the right level of talent that you're trying to obtain. And so really kind of get all the systems in place um, as you're kind of starting to build out the, you know, maybe your, your, your first couple hires. Um, you know, other than that, there's like the typical compliance tax questions that come up that we help clients get through. Um, you know, there's a lot of new benefits out there for clients, like the R&D tax credit and the employee retention credit that came through because of COVID. Um, and, you know, the goal is not for every single founder to have to become an expert of that, but to have someone that's, you know, in their court, making sure that they are applying for these things, getting the money when they can. And that's also where we'll kind of step in and speak up proactively around, hey, we think you'd be a good client to go for the R&D tax credit. You know, you can get up to $250,000 back on your taxes, um, even if you're not even if you're not even paying income tax, it's against your payroll taxes. Um, so it's a nice, good way to get some extra cash flow to hopefully continue the growth of the business. Yeah, I love it so much. It's such a smart business you and your co-founder have put together at Finvisor. When I think about it, obviously startup founders and people that are in that beginning stage of the formation of their business, they have big dreams. And they're, they're going to grow and they're, they're going to grow it to heights that they want to grow it. And what I love about what you've been able to do, Noah, is you start with them early, but as they grow, you're able to grow with them. So let's talk about that strategy because that's really worked for you very well at Finvisor. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, a lot of our clients 
you know, they say it's like they've got friends and family around. So they only got, say, $500,000. And the idea of spending, uh, hiring a full-time accountant for, say, $60,000, $100,000 a year is way out of the picture. But then also the idea of, like, you know, every dollar out of your, you know, to pay for your accountant is a dollar not going towards whatever it is that else that's mission critical at the moment. And so that's where we put together some very, like, simple plans around, okay, great, for, let's just say, $399 a month, you can get both a CPA or a uh, controller level account that's reviewing your books and a staff account that's closing your books um, and helping you out just get the, the you know processes in place and the monthly books closed. But then as you grow and you need more support ad hoc, we can grow with you. And so some of our earlier clients, you know, the monthly work that they're paying us for is only say zero to five hours. Um, but then as they grow, we have clients that are spending 40 hours of work with us each month. Um, and that way we can kind of grow and add members of our team to support you. Um, I mean, we're a, a bigger team, so there's people that can jump in and out as you have projects that are needed. So another good example is clients will go through an audit and they don't have the bandwidth to help with an audit. We can definitely step in and say, okay, great. We have another person that can spend 30 hours that month pulling all the requirement docs and issuing them to your KPMG, Deloitte, whoever you're, you know, hopefully you're, well, we've gone through a big four accountant uh, for doing your audit. There's a bit of a process involved. And so we're helping you basically, you know, quarterback that process. So then you're can still focus on the business and grow with it. Yeah, I um, love it. No, of course, you know, this reminds me of Shark Tank a little bit because, you know, if you watch Shark Tank, the some of the founders go into the tank and they don't have their numbers straight. And sometimes their valuations are wrong. And if, if they don't know the numbers and their valuations are wrong, they get eviscerated on Shark Tank, of course, by one of our favorite sharks, you know, Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, you know, he'll, 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 he'll chop him down pretty good. But one thing I love about what you do at Finvisor is you give really advice on growth strategy and really your company can help the, the, the younger companies sort of get ready for their board meetings or get ready to go talk to their potential investors. Let's talk about that aspect of the business, because that's a powerful value add that you guys offer. Yeah, no, and that's where, you know, I think a lot of clients as they grow with us, I mean, even when they're in the early stage, they might not need a fractional CFO every month, but there's just going to be times where they need someone that's like, hey, can you help us make sure our numbers make sense? Can you look through uh, our hiring plan? Um, you know, there's all these unique, well, they're less unique for us because we deal with them all the time with our clients, but unique, you know, uh, company life events where it's like, hey, now we're going through our due diligence for our Series A, or now we're looking at a term sheet. Um, and we have the benefit and purview of like, we've seen several of these before. And so we both know what are good terms for you as a business and like kind of what the market is right now. And so a good example is when our clients, you know, they go and raise a couple million dollars and it's like, hey, should we go get a line of credit from the bank? Um, you know, the banks, the terms for what an actual, like what you're going to get from the bank are all pretty standardized, but in terms of what they're going to offer you, it's a pretty wide range. And so we can know, Hey, you should be talking to SVB, Comerica, Bridge Bank to give you a good idea of like where we see the best fit for you. Um, for both the best bang for your buck, but also letting you know when you should push back on certain items and say, hey, you know what, we've really seen clients go to a 24 month period for the line of credit, not 12 months, because 12 months is a pretty short amount of time. Do you really want to go through the whole headache to renew the line of credit at month 12, at month 12, 13, or to see if you can extend it for two years? Um, and usually you actually save money extending for two years anyways, because you all those like upfront fees are paid one time. Um, so that's where we kind of step in, help people figure it out, kind of what's the best thing for the transactional level, whether or not it's going through due diligence, whether or not they're going to, you know, acquired or just raising a, you know, a round of capital. Um, but also with like the board meeting and board deck support, you know, a lot of, I would say, uh, I'm always impressed with our clients 
their like engineering and their software and product slides are always beautiful pictures of like, hey, this is what we're like designing. This is what the dashboard is going to look like at some point. Um, but then they're they're like have few and far between uh, details around the numbers, and they're like, oh, we don't actually know what to talk about here. And that's where we'll step in. And we're not your product people, but we can definitely be your numbers people and say, hey, this is where you're currently at. This is where your next quarter, you know, expectation is going to be on burn and letting you know kind of both how much details to provide your board and what are the appropriate, you know, uh, numbers that hopefully they're looking to see uh, based on your trajectory and growth strategy. Yeah, no, Uh, and that's fantastic. I look at what you do sort of in two different sort of pods. One is the management consulting area where you're really an on-demand S, you know, CFO, and then you've got the back office, component, which is the accounting, the compliance and tax, you know, the payroll, HR benefits and things like that. Let's talk about your team because, I mean, you've been able to grow an amazing team, fantastic people. When you hire someone to join your staff and join your team, what are you looking for? Are you looking for honesty? Are you looking for integrity? Are you looking for background experience? For someone to get on the Finvisor team, what's the most important things that you're looking for for someone to join? Yeah. So, you know, I always say we have a, a unique mix of accountants here in that, yes, we're looking for someone who has book smarts, who has a you know strong accounting background. Um, but on the unique side of our coin is we're looking for someone that you can connect with and re- can communicate with the client effectively and efficiently. Um, you know, a lot of people go into accounting because it's the back office. They get to go on and go behind a desk and not talk to the founder and CEO that often. But in the world that we live in, uh, there's a little bit less of a curtain. You're going to be talking to founders and CEOs all day long if you work at Finvisor. And so a lot of the people who we have um, that have been successful and that we are looking to hire are that kind of unique mix of both uh, book smarts, but also a can do, you know, work for you, connect with you around both like your everyday life and like the numbers and accounting side. And so it's usually like a really good, healthy relationship with our clients because they enjoy working with us. It's not like the account that you really hate to call because they throw numbers at you that you don't understand. We're trying to be the account that both knows the numbers, but can also explain them to you in a way that's approachable and that can connect with you so that you can then hopefully remember them and use them when you're in your board meeting and not just be like, oh, I need to check with my accountant on that. I don't, you know, it, it was over my head at the moment. Yeah, that's powerful. And it's so great that you mentioned that because back in the old days, and I'm, a, I'm an old guy, you know, uh, the accountant was always the person, the, the man or woman that was sort of in the back in a small little room and they had their calculator and, you know, we didn't have computers back then. And, you know, they were most of the time sort of out of the picture. But in your particular case, what you've been able to do at Finvisor is hire people that not only have this unique expertise in accounting, but also had the ability to communicate sometimes what is complicated numbers and factors and outcomes to the entrepreneur so they understand it in a way that's meaningful to them. So let's talk about that, how you've been able to bridge that gap. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit, obviously we're training our team all day long around, hey, what's the expectation from the founder's perspective? You know, when you're sending an email, you know, if you send a client an accounting email and it's six paragraphs long and it's like all, you know, just lots and lots of details, but like really, you know, it's too, it's so easy just to gloss over from the founder's perspective. We've, we've provided something of use, like useless value to them. Um, and so what we try to do is say, hey, great, 
let's con- you know, condense what we're sending to the client, have a really highlight the actionable item saying, hey, this is what we need you to help us with. Here are the, the big takeaways. And so that way, uh, you know, the TLDRs that people use when the, with marketing and other details, they kind of get that quick kind of synopsis of what's going on with the company. You know, we also try to find people who are really tech savvy so we can meet clients halfway with whatever mode or, of communication they're using. So Slack is a big one that we're on all day long. A lot of our clients are on Slack. We've shared channels with our clients and that way, just like when they have an emergency on the product side, they can message us on the, on the accounting side or on the payroll side saying, hey, unfortunately, we need to let someone go. Can you guys connect? And we're immediately with them as if we were in a full-time employee because we're with them on the same channels that they're talking with the rest of their team. Yeah, I love it. It makes all the sense in the world, Noah. This is fantastic. Now, one thing we know that startup founders and younger companies, small to mid-sized companies, always think about is growth. And you're such a you know integral part of so many companies growing right now with your offering at what you do. But when we think about your company, when we think about your company scaling and growing, what's the next evolution of Finvisor? How do you continue to grow at this amazing pace that you've been able to develop over the past you know number of years? Yeah, I mean for us, um, you know, we're always looking to complement our services that we have, um, and so there are other kind of on the on the tax side uh, offerings that we're going to be providing to clients as we continue to grow. Uh, since you know, as we as I started the company seven years ago. You know, a lot of the, if you look on our website now, there's a lot of stuff we do now that we didn't do seven years ago. And the nature of our growth has been, we've seen that clients that we've had have had issues with their tax accounts or had issues with their benefits brokers. And we're like, well, you know, why have a separate cook in the kitchen if we can bring someone in house that can then own that for you? And then you have at least, you know, 18, that's both your accounting, your payroll, your benefits. And so we've kind of really had great growth with being able to kind of consolidate some of your back office services for companies. Um, I think the other thing we're working on is, you know, better ways to have uh, data for clients. And so as we continue to grow, um, we're putting a lot of, uh, let's just say like automated KPI packages together for clients. So that way, instead of it being like, ask your account for information, it's like, oh, go to the dashboard that Finvisor has created for you. So you can then see what your, you know, MMR is, or you can see what your, you know, churn is, whatever the details are from the financial side. Um and then have that information already kind of accessible to you rather than it being, again, you know, like you said, accountants back in the day, it was like email your account, they send you a PDF, here's your financials, do what you will with them. We're really trying to make it so it's really obtainable at your, at your, finger, at your fingertips information. Um, I think the other like last part of our growth that we're really working on in the next year or so is putting together um, more of an internal for clients uh, dashboard of their own information. You know, we house so much information around, say, tax information, payroll information, benefits information, you know, where you are at with certain uh, processes. And, uh, you know, there hasn't really seemed to be a good tool for clients to be able to, like, obtain that information. They can say, oh, log into the Finvisor's dashboard, and that way we can see what our, you know, policy is for workers' comp and our policies for our health insurance plans, as well as looking at, you know, what our, you know, what's our reimbursement policy for like, you know, meals and entertainment for the team. Um, a lot of these things are kind of loose, are kind of loosely tied together with people's handbooks. or they're like loosely tied together. And like, you know, a lot of people, it's like, how often does your employee go back to their handbook to go look up some information? And how often are you actually updating that information? And so we have all that on our side and we're trying to put that to be more at our client's fingertips. Um, and I think that's something that we're kind of working towards currently and excited to kind of hopefully launch in the near future. Yeah, that'll be great to watch that and watch the dashboard come about. It's going to be remarkable. Now, Noah, when we think about it, you know, you not only work with, you know, startup companies, you work with small to mid-sized companies as well and, and perhaps even larger, but 
What's the onboarding process look like? You know, somebody's heard about you. They've read your reviews. Maybe they've seen this interview or, you know, uh, people are talking about Finvisor, you know, in chat rooms, you know, or online, uh, you know, chat rooms, maybe not so much, but online. Yeah, um, yeah. there know, are some like, you know, uh, and what's the onboarding look like? I mean, how do they get engaged? What's that first call look like? Who are they talking to? What's the process to come on board? Yeah, so we try to be quick on the onboarding. We realize that switching accounting or getting accounting set up is never a fun process. Um, and so, you know, the first, let's say, four or five days, you know, um, which can be quicker, it can be one day if a client's quick enough, it's really just getting the access that we need. So we want to have visibility to your, pay, your bank accounts, your credit cards, your payroll software. And in that way, we don't have to ever ask you for those that information. Um, and so once we have all the access that we need to then do your accounting, then we start going through... Uh, you know, the cleanup, if there's any like historical information that needs to get put together. Um, you know, during that time, we'll also ask if there's any high pressing like tasks that you need from us. So sometimes clients will come to us and say, hey, Noah, we just, you know, we now just raised a bunch of money. I have a bunch of legal bills I haven't paid yet. I, they're just sitting on my desk. Can I just send them to you? And we'll say, great. While we're getting your accounting set up, we can also go ahead and both record all the historical bills that you have. So they show up in the prior periods and they're right in the right time frame. But then we can also start to, you know, to pay those and take those off your plate. Um, and so we'll both be prioritizing kind of like urgent tasks, but also making sure like the bigger picture is coming together in that first, like second, let's say second or third week. Um, and our goal is like by the fourth week with in like 25 to 30 days, you're up and running with us. We know who you are, your systems are in place, you know, you have, uh, you know, if you didn't have QuickBooks or Zero, and you now have an accounting software, it's tied to some maybe bill payment platform, it's also linked to your credit cards. And then that way, you know, month two, month three, you know, the interaction with us is really around the numbers and less around getting us details around, hey, what was this check image for? Because we can log into your bank account and see that check image. Um, and so I say most clients, you know, our goal internally is to be 30 days or less. Um, you know, there are some edge cases where clients that come to us with three years of information, it's going to take a little longer than 30 days. But we also have clients that, you know, they start, they just raise funding and they have really they open the bank account in January. And in that situation, like we'll be up and running in three days with them because there's a lot less uh, kind of cleanup historical work to be done. Yeah, I love it for the type of expertise and background and experience that they're receiving from Finvisor. That's a very short period of time for onboarding. So congratulations on, on making that onboarding as, as simple and easy for the entrepreneurs as possible because they're so busy running their businesses. They don't want to think about this other component that they're bringing the experts in to help them with from Finvisor. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. You know, you appear to be a young man. Congratulations on what you've built. Some younger entrepreneurs are probably going to be watching the show and they're going to say, wow, you know, he's built a great company already. You know, they're one of the leaders in the field. Has Noah ever experienced a problem? Or maybe we have some entrepreneurs that are having a difficult time or having a pothole in the road, or maybe they're hitting a wall that they don't know how to get through. Maybe Noah, you can share some insight on what it takes to get through a tough time or a pothole in the road as an entrepreneur and come out the other side, having become very actually happy that you went through the pothole in the first place. Yeah, no. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to one of my employees um, about how, you know, four years ago, you know, we were growing at like a, you know, at a, let's just say a slow to moderate, you know, clip. Um, you know, most of our growth was just client referrals, which is great. And we love getting client referrals because that means clients are unhappy with the work that we're doing. Um, but that also means that you're kind of at the whim of your clients. You know, like if, if clients have kind of referred you around to their friends network, you know, growth kind of slowed down for us for a little bit. And so there were times where things were a little bit slow for us. Um, and that's where we were like, all right, well, we got to really work on our website and figure out kind of what, 
how we can get a little better SEO. I mean, if you looked up our company, you know, we're on page three of Google, which is like not very helpful for anyone to find you. Um, and so we really kind of reworked the whole website. We talked with the marketing team. Um, you know, I had talked to a couple of people and known that this is a long game. Like it's not overnight that just all of a sudden people start finding your website. Um, but now, you know, I'd say we're about a year, year and a half later. Um, it's amazing kind of the outcome to, to have that kind of that kind of for site long-term to say, hey, let's start doing the process now and let's start becoming a little more of a thought leader around posting articles and helping clients understand. So that way we can gain traffic uh, organically through search. Um, and I think that was something that like really, we didn't have for the first, let's say five years of the company. Um, and at some, at some of those five years, things were great. Clients were, were inviting us to their friends and network. Um, other times things were slow. And now we've nicely kind of like removed that pain point because we're a little bit more we're easy to find. You look up finvisor.com, we'll be at the front of the website. Um, so that was one of the things I think we didn't really ever think about was marketing and we're accounts. It's not a huge surprise that marketing and uh, the website wasn't the key priority for us. Um, I think the other thing was like, you know, the branding and name. We actually did a name change uh, about three years ago. Uh, we reached them, we're called Foresight ASG. Um, don't ask what ASG is. No one really knows. It technically was advisory services group. Um, but if you can think a name like Foresight's pretty common. And I think what we learned early on was that we didn't have a way like to identify ourselves. Yes, people could know, hey, Foresight's great. And we had clients referring to us. But candidly, people were going to the wrong Foresight sometimes. But I had a client that reached out to us saying, hey, you know, the financial model we downloaded from you doesn't work. Can you guys help us fix it? And we're looking at this model being like, what? What is this? So like, we didn't create this. And then they said, we said like, where did you download this? Cause we actually don't even have like a download a, a, uh, pay and download a financial model on our website. And they had found like some other foresight website that they thought was us, paid them thinking that they were getting, you know, they, the actual output from the client that they're from the firm that they work with. Um, and so that's when we realized, Hey, you know, if we don't have a, like if foresight, cause there's like foresight accounting, CPA, so many different options out there, um, doesn't, differentiate us enough, we probably need to rethink. And we went to Finvisor about three years ago and it's been great ever since. Um, you know, when you hear the name Finvisor, there's no other one out there. So it's nice to have something that when clients do want to tell their friends, hey, reach out to Finvisor, we know that they'll be able to find us. Um, yeah. And so, I yeah. love it. I love it. You know, you've done such a great job with the branding, of course. And for the entrepreneurs watching the show, of course, this is what Tony Robbins calls C-A-N-I, can I, constant and never-ending improvement. And what Noah's talking about is as an entrepreneur, you never have it all completely figured out. You work along a process. And sometimes, you know, you put the, the root into the ground at the beginning, you water it, you watch the tree come up very slowly, and then all of a sudden it grows up to be a big, you know, uh, big, beautiful redwood in the, in the California, you know, Muir Woods, right? Yeah. Noah coming from Northern California, of course. Wow, what a great interview. You know, I'm going to bring you back on the show. I'm going to bring you back to talk specifically about how younger entrepreneurs and startup founders can get ready to talk to investors, what they need, how to tick and tie it, how to present it properly, how to get ready for some board meetings as they start putting their board together, because I know you and your team have a great expertise in that as well, Noah. What a great interview. This, this time has just flown by. Thank you so much for cutting out some time for us today. You're doing such a great job at Finvisor. You and your co-founder and your entire team are really just sort of setting the standard for what I'm calling this on-demand 
CFO Noah. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been fantastic. And we look forward to bringing you back on the show again. Likewise. Thanks for having me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And it's been awesome talking to you. 